0: Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. It's time for Fitness Mythbusters. There's a lot of information in regards to fitness, nutrition, and training out there on the internet. But a lot of times the information can be misleading and it gets super tricky to navigate through them Coach Michelle and I decided to play a fun game of Fitness Mythbuster this week to dive into some of the sticky information that's out there on the internet. Side note, I also got to pretend to be a game show host, which was kind of fun. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Thank you for listening as always, and please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started! Welcome to our very first Fitness Mythbusters, hosted by one and only Coach Michelle and Coach Do you are you ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> this is going to be a ridiculously fun podcast. I hope you're ready to laugh your butt off and also uh, learn something a little new. As we talk about these fitness (laughs) (laughs) mythbusters. All right. So the goal of today's podcast is education and also have some fun. So like, you know, just a little side note, we're in peak recital season. So everything that we do in the office nowadays is pretty serious because we want to make sure we get organized and we're ready to go and put a lot of thoughts into it. So we didn't want to talk about too serious of a topic today. And we're like, okay, how can we do this podcast where listeners are going to be interested? At the same time, we can have fun doing so. So we're like, all right, let's just do a fitness myth buster. So. Are we ready? Uh, I I wish we had a contestant, you know, (laughs) Because we basically know the answers, um, but maybe as listeners, you guys can kind of come up with the answers. All right.
1: We'll, we'll give them a pause so they can yeah. think about it.
0: All right. Yeah, we'll we'll play that song.
1: And Hitty's super hyped up today, so.
0: I don't know why. I-,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I came in all in like focused mode and I was met with, he was actually dancing in his seat to the Jeopardy jingle. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yes, you know why? Because I was just like, I did too much office work this morning, so I needed to have fun. All right, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> uh, I guess if, if we call it a myth buster, like most of the sentences that we say are not going to be true, but you never know, we may trick you a little bit. Number one. Cardio is the most, more important, and let me try that again. (laughs) Cardio is more important than strength training for a general population. True or false? (laughs) Think really hard. What do, what does the society promote? Think about all the... Pelotons, and all the equipment that they sell, it almost seems as though cardio is more important, but is it true? Find out in a second as Coach Michelle and Coach Hitty dives deeper into the topic. (laughs) (laughs) So, Coach Dukes, is cardio more important than strength training for general population? Nope. It's not, right? So why? Because here's the thing. Most people's bodies are not ready to take on the heavy load of cardio. So when you think of a cardiovascular exercise, whether it be running, cycling, uh, rowing, what else, you know, anything that's related to basically you think in terms of cardiovascular exercises, it is a very repetitive motion. Right? You think of running, you're really doing same motions over and over and over again, and it is very, very taxing on its body. everybody's body, anybody. Um, so most people, if you are somebody who's never taken on a quote-unquote cardio or running, when you start running, your body is going to hurt, and I'm not talking about just soreness. You're talking about joint pains and joint aches because the body's just not ready for it. So, for general population, this is why I phrased it as card, you know, quote quote cardio is more important than strength training for general populations and it's false because the general population is not ready for the the the, the requirement th- that you the strength that you need to be able to do the cardio that you're seeking to do. Does that make sense? Mhm. Um, so it's it's as simple as that. Can you get ready to, if that's your goal? Yes, absolutely. But I would still recommend strength training over cardio because let's go to question number two, because this will tie into it. Question number two, as we grow older, our muscles naturally decay. Does our body become more fragile as we get older? By how much and how often? (laughs) Find out in a minute as Coach Michelle and Coach Hedy takes a a deep dive into this topic. (laughs) Okay, so does our body decay as we get older? Yes. Hmm. So here's the statistics that people don't realize. Approximately 3 to 8% per decade after age 30 and even higher rate after age 60, our muscles just naturally decay. Meaning if we don't put an emphasis on strength trading, we naturally become weaker as part of aging process. Right. Mm-hmm. This is also why for general population, strength training is way more important than cardio to make sure that our body can still function as it is, that we can move through our day without any pain. And we minimize the risk of hurting ourselves doing just daily tasks. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the like I, you don't want to get hurt while you're playing with your kids or like trying to pick up a laundry basket. You know, but things like that happen all the time. You know, like when you hear of a story of somebody throwing their back out, it's usually not because they're trying to lift a 500 pound object. It's because they're trying to do a min- mun- mundane task that, it, that they typically do on a weekly basis, but they just all of a sudden, you know, something was off that day and they throw their back out. Hence, strength training is so important to keep up with that component.
1: A little side note here too, mm-hmm. a lot of times people hear strength training and they think I have to lift heavy and that's going to hurt me, and and that's not true either, for that could have been one of our questions.
0: Well, let's go into it. Okay. Which right. leads into question number three. <laughs> if you lift weights, especially as a woman, you will get super bulky and develop a super deep voice. <laughs> Do you? I don't know. Have you noticed that your voice gotten deeper since you started lifting dudes? <laughs> <laughs> and you're super bulky to a point that you get mistaken for a bodybuilder? <laughs> Is this something that happens to every person who starts <laughs> lifting? Find out more in a minute as Coach Michelle and Coach Hitty dives deep into this topic. So... <laughs> Do you like my commentary in between
1: with the music? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> you have all of these untapped talents. I mean, truly, the next thing you know, I'm going to be like a game show contestant. Who <laughs> would have I- ever thought I would be podcasting?
0: <laughs> I don't know that if I would call it a secret talent.
1: It's just, <laughs> it's just
0: fun. So I do. I mean, I, luckily, I get to call this work, right? <laughs> so so let's go back to the topic. <laughs> If Wait, I lift- forget what the question was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> have you been lifting weights? <laughs> <laughs> I lifted a few this morning. <laughs> if you lift weights, you will get bulky. Uh, it's false. Oh, that's that was a good buzzer. Right, nice job. Right? Yeah.
1: Right? Who needs sound effects when you have me?
0: So let's talk about this. So, because this is like a common concern that we hear from women all the time that as they start lifting. It's like, Oh, I don't want to get bulky. You want. I promise. Unless you're lifting all the time, super heavy and taking crazy amount of supplements, eating more, like so much more than you usually do. It is very hard to get to that physique. And you also have to think in terms of your natural physique. Right. So some people are, you know, built like their their genetics help them be to have that look whereas some people just will never reach that Mm -hmm. and and that's part of the genetics that we have to consider so like this idea that the society throws of like this is how everybody should look and there's a certain look right like six-pack and you know nice abs nice butt everybody's tone it's unrealistic for some people the sooner we come to realize that that image of the quote-unquote perfect body which really doesn't exist um is not possible for some of us the better it is with us really realizing what our goal should be and accepting like our body's fine like this is how my body's designed to be Mm -hmm. right um and so to get super bulky here are the key components that you need and i don't think many clients will commit to this very strict diet lifting heavy all the time Mm -hmm. to do that you need a proper technique and it takes years to build And also committing to eating more, training more, and all that good stuff. So, no, you will not get bulky by just starting to lift weights. And especially if you're moving up. So, like, some, you know, some people are just afraid to go use the 25 pounds because they're afraid that it's going to get them bulky Mm -hmm. from, like, 10 pounds. No, that jump is not going to make you bulky, we promise. There is no way that scientifically that's possible. Now, as you begin strength training, and you start growing muscles, right? Some parts of the body is gonna go through a phase where it's burning fat, um, but also growing muscle, but muscle grows way faster than the, 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 at the rate that the fat burns. So you may feel like, oh, my pants are getting tighter, but because you're in that transitions phase where like, the, you know, you're growing the muscles, but you're not necessarily burning fat at, at, the, at, at the same rate. So then, you know, if you think about like how much does muscle and fat occupy space, now muscle is more dense than fat. But if the muscle is growing and fat's not shrinking or condensing itself because it's not burning at the same rate, sure, if it's going to feel tighter. Like, if you think about it in those terms, it makes sense as to why. So the goal of strength training is training the muscles to be stronger and more, you know, and, and, and as you train, train it to be stronger, yes, it's going to get slightly bigger. But remember, it doesn't grow like a balloon, you know, like it's not <laughs> like that. It's a slow process. But, you know, if you're training a muscle group that you've never trained before, will it grow? Yeah. But is that going to be a drastic difference? No. You know, and as the muscle grows and and the goal is like the the more muscle you have, the more fat you can burn. Right. So the the more muscle you have in your body, the 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 body becomes more efficient as a fat burning tool. So as you're growing muscle, your fat loss is going to start. But at the same time, understand that fat loss takes longer than muscle development. This is why in the beginners, when they start strength training, they get strong quick. Mm-hmm. right? That initial jump is huge, but then they plateau in that area as far as strength training goes. So, no, you cannot get bulky. But if you feel like your pants are getting tighter as your strength training, just stay with it. Mm-hmm. You're in that like strange phase where muscles are growing, which is what you want but just fats not burning at the same rate, which you just need to accept like this is part of the process. That's usually when people quit in that area where muscles are growing, but the fat's not burning at the same rate. So then they're like, well, I'm getting bulky because that's, that's what they're afraid of. Right. Mm-hmm. So understand that after that comes where it's like, okay, like I'm really getting strong and I'm burning my fat and it's hard to measure fat, right? Like you can do that. Like, what do you call it? I forget the name. The caliper. Caliper, that's the word. I I wanted to say caterpillar, but <laughs> close. <laughs> fat caterpillar sounds <laughs> not so right. <laughs> You're gonna get a different result if you use a caterpillar. <laughs> so fat caliper, but it's not very accurate. <laughs> oh, wow, this is very funny. So on this topic, let's go to a next topic. You ready? Mm-hmm. I guess this is number four, Fitness Myth, Foster. Body image is a social construct. What does that mean? What is body image? Who fed us this image of what a body should look like or feel like? And why is this important? How is this important? Find out more in a minute as Coach Michelle and Coach Hitty takes a deep dive into the topic. (laughs) All right. Coach Dupes.
1: I forget how it was worded. Yes. Yes. Yes, Body images.
0: A social construct. Yes. Right. So basically what it is, is like we're fed this image. Right. And we are kind of like, unknowingly like all strive not all i wouldn't say all but a lot of us are striving to be to have this look because we associate that look with like a beauty or like power and ranking right like and and we sometimes and the opposite is true too if somebody doesn't look like that we don't perceive them as as powerful or or in charge or in control of their life hence it is a social construct Mm -hmm. and it's a it's it's fake you know what i mean like it's not a realistic thing your look has nothing to do with your ability to perform your job or how powerful you are but it is a a, it's something that like us as humans created unintentionally or maybe some companies did create it intentionally Mm -hmm. and it's sad like you know, when we think about, like, oh, I want to look like this, and, and really, they don't think in terms of, like, but why, right?
1: Right, and think about how many images were fed, too, so, like, as a female, I might see a very thin woman, and then I might see somebody who looks very strong, then I might see somebody very tall, you know, so we're, we're seeing all of these different images also, so not only are we we're setting ourselves up for failure continuously by trying to meet those those images. So you have to be careful, too, because you, you might not even know which images it is your, your, you want to be because we're seeing so many different ones all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not just one, you know, size two image. We're seeing so many different ones.
0: Right. And and going back to the body type thing, right, like that image is only achievable for a certain body type. Mm-hmm. So if you just genetically don't have that body type, it doesn't mean that you're automatically a failure, you know, mm-hmm. unless you get stuck in that mindset. Right. But you almost need to look at it as like if you're a caterpillar, you cannot become a dog. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like and if you're if you're a puppy, you cannot become a butterfly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like this is tr-
1: very <laughs> profound. <laughs> Did you
0: know that? <laughs> <laughs> mind blown right <laughs> yes. like but that's basically what you're thinking in terms of like oh this is a body that i want and not realizing like not uh, that's the lack of just self-awareness right mm-hmm. like my genetically like my body cannot look like that right. so like if you have a really long torso and you want like a really tight six-pack And and the model that you're looking has, or the the body image of the person that you're looking has a really short torso. Like, you can't shorten a torso. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's impossible. Mm -hmm. So, we just need to come to terms with the idea that, like, listen, body image is a social construct. And number one, we need to find a way to be comfortable and be okay with our body. And find a goal that's unrelated to body image. Mm -hmm.
1: Be the best version of you. Yes,
0: because the way we look really has absolutely no effect on what we're able to do and Mm -hmm. who we are as a person. Mm -hmm. That's a value that you place on yourself and the importance. Now, if you choose to want to place that importance, that's fine. But understand that there's also consequences that stems from that. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, as um, as much fun as we're having with this, I think we're covering a really great range of topics today. Mm hmm. So let's do a couple more. Um, which one do I want to tackle next? This is fine. Oh, this is fun. Okay, ready? Calorie counting is the best way to achieve your weight loss journey success. Calories, calories, calories. It's everywhere. It's on the box of the cereal that you buy. To an infomercial that you watch on Instagram. To all the fitness professionals, quote unquote, fitness professionals, promoting different numbers day in and day out. But is it really important? Find out more as Coach Dupes and Coach Hitty discusses this in a few seconds. Oh, wait. Dang it. (laughs) Oh, I went over. Sorry, that was my first mistake of this show today.
1: <laughs> but he's still using his Jeopardy voice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You cannot cut that out. You have to leave it in. There. Okay.
0: <laughs> 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 okay. So, is calorie counting the best way to measure your weight loss journey? Nope. It's just a tool, mm-hmm. right? And it's a tool that gets put too much emphasis on too often. Calorie counting, to me, I personally find it with working with clients and working with kids calorie counting does more harm than good Mm -hmm. um that's a that's a statement i'm willing to make based on the data that i've gathered by just working with clients calorie counting is more harmful than good um because people get stuck on it Mm -hmm. and it's you tend to find people go through downward spiral pretty quick with calorie counting because they get this idea of less is more, so they go less, 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 and less until they can't go any less because they're starting to see the consequences of eating fewer and fewer and fewer calories. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a tool. There's other things that you can measure. I mean, if you, and, the, and I kind of consider macros right? Like fats, proteins, and carbs in the similar category as uh, calories. But macros, I think, gives you a little bit more insight into what you're eating. Calories really doesn't give you any insight at all whatsoever. Um, Plus, it could be off by, I think last status I read, it was like 20 to 35% what you're consuming in caloric intake that you assume that you're taking in a day. So it's not even accurate Mm -hmm. but we tend to get stuck on it because we want this fast results and if you the idea behind it is you know if you burn more calories than you consume you lose weight right it sounds simple yet you're trying to simplify a really complicated system it doesn't work that way right so how do we make changes for me like teaching how to live a healthy lifestyle Incorporating healthy habits into your lifestyle is the ultimate goal because that's going to lead to a, a success in the long run. So what does that mean? Educate yourself on nutrition. What does your body need? How to eat food, how to choose what to eat, how to make things that you think don't think you like, like vegetables and fruits for kids are hard to for them to consume, right? Because they just automatically have this dislike. Um, but we just need to teach them to like them and and figure out a way that they would be willing to consume them without them putting up a fight. Um, and understanding what our body's needs are and really getting to know ourselves. Because there's no one diet that covers all grounds for every single person. It's just not. We need to find what works for each of us. And so that requires a lot of self-reflection a lot of research a lot of trial and error and figuring out what works and what doesn't so giving tools to find those measures and this is and this is what we talk about like simple solutions don't work it requires work and it requires effort and if you really want to get to a healthier part of you then you have to be willing to put in the work so calorie counting is not the best way because i've seen more harm done than good and I do not recommend it for most people anything to add to that deuce
1: no I you yeah you covered all the all the big Big points. I think sometimes, too, when people are focusing on calories, they eliminate a lot of good things from their diet. You know, some things that might be a little higher calorie that are good for you, uh, people will avoid. Or on the flip side of that, if they want to have like a, a quote, cheat day. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I hate
0: that term. Cheat day is a terrible word, by the way.
1: Yeah, so they they could potentially just, you know, um, eat in order to stay in that, like, calorie range they might have you know yeah a bunch of candy bars oh i might okay well no no no. i didn't didn't need
0: to cut you off but let's finish with this because you brought it up um okay uh, what the heck dude i don't mean See, listen i'm having a little uh, technical difficulties here uh, <laughs> <laughs> because last apparently point.
1: we can't have conversations <laughs> without the jeopardy music in the background listen it's important <laughs> is this a new thing <laughs> it's, well this is
0: a fitness myth buster so <laughs> we want to make sure that um you know we we stay on track okay last one cheat days are important and it's necessary for a good nutrition plan. We hear about cheat days all the time. Cheat days on Saturday, cheat days on Sunday. Is this a necessary requirement to stay sane in your intense nutrition diet journey? Find out more in a minute. As Coach Duves and Coach Hitty discuss this topic further. To conclude today's session of Fitness Mythbuster. I think I stumbled on a lot of words in that last segment, but that's okay.
1: That's okay. They might not be able to hear you (laughs) over my chuckles.
0: (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about the term cheat day in itself, right? When we think of the word cheat, when do we ever think it's okay? (laughs) You know, like aside from quote unquote cheat days, like when your spouse cheats, are you going to be like, oh, it's okay. No (laughs) worries. I just had my cheat day today. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it makes no sense, right? Or, like, a kid goes to school and they're like, oh, I just cheated on my test today. Or you? Or there's a parent who's like, oh, that's okay. You just had a cheat yeah,
1: day. everybody needs a cheat day.
0: <laughs> no. Right. So why is it okay in the nutrition world? It's not. It's, if you feel like your diet needs a cheat day, then your whole system is off. I, I think that's the bottom line is like if your, your, your daily intake or diet, whatever you, your, your plan requires a quote unquote cheat day, then the system is flawed because cheat days should not happen. And if you just take a foot out or step out of what you whatever you're in and look at the word cheat in general. It's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. period. So if you feel like you need to have a not so good thing in your diet, then it's flawed your ultimate goal should be you can eat whatever you want right but you have the knowledge to be able to balance it out so you incorporate things that you know that you that you want to have uh, with what you need to have mm-hmm. exactly you, know, you, you wanna don't
1: still enjoy eating just make good choices while you're doing it
0: right I mean like you don't want to consider food to be in the category of oh I'm gonna have this on my cheat day. <laughs> Because right. basically, you're looking at it as like good and bad. Like looking at food mm-hmm. as good and bad is mm-hmm. not a necessary thing. It's not a requirement. So, if your diet requires cheat day, I mean, you know, it's not a good thing. Period. Right? Anything else you want to add to that, Coach Deuce?
1: No, I think you covered it all. We covered
0: a lot of stuff today. This was fun, <laughs> fitness MythBuster. I think we need a outro. Thank you for listening as always. And thank you for joining us today on Fitness Mythbuster. (laughs) I hope we helped you in bust some myth and you were educated or you learned something new today uh, on some things that you weren't sure about. Or you, as you listen to us, you went, hmm, that's pretty interesting. Let me look into it a little further. (laughs) I hope your mind was triggered into thinking a little deeper. In this conversation. At this point I have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you for listening as always to this podcast. And tune in next week to find out more of what kind of stuff <laughs> Coach Michelle and Coach Hidi will be talking about. Have a wonderful week, everyone.
1: Bye everyone.